This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the voting is over, but the firings and resignations have just begun. DOD is walking the walk to the tune of nearly $10 billion in savings. And federal retirees will pay more next year for Medicare Part B. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. A leadership shakeup is underway at the U.S. Agency for International Development. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has the details. Bonnie Glick is out as USAID's deputy administrator. Her last day was Friday. It's the same day that John Barsa's term as acting USAID administrator expired under the Federal Vacancies Reform Act. Glick's departure makes room for Barsa to serve now as the USAID acting deputy administrator. The agency says he'll continue to lead the agency in this new capacity. The USAID leadership shakeups are the first of what could be many more during the upcoming presidential transition. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The top official overseeing the nation's nuclear weapons stockpile has resigned. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. Lisa Gordon-Haggerty has led the National Nuclear Security Administration for just over two years. She was the first woman to hold the job. Her career started at an energy department lab 30 years ago, and her departure was reportedly not of her own volition. James Inhofe, the Republican chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee, says she was effectively fired by Energy Secretary Dan Burlett. The position of NNSA has historically been seen as a nonpartisan one, even though the job is a political appointment. For the time being, the agency will be led by Dr. William Bookless. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. DOD isn't just thinking about driving down costs across the department. It's saving close to $10 billion a year. More from Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The Defense Information Systems Agency has been on a mission for the last five years to reduce the cost of its services it provides while increasing their value. Chris Barnhurst, DIS's controller, isn't quite ready to roll out the Mission Accomplished banner quite yet, but he says the results are real. DIS spends about $8 billion a year through its working capital fund. And through this cost savings effort, has returned $1.9 billion to the services and agencies over the last five years. Meanwhile, this has also increased network capacity by 157%. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. At 245 years, the Army has a lot of history. Now people will be able to see it in person. More from Tom Timmon. The Army chooses this coming Wednesday, Veterans Day, to open the doors to the National Museum of the U.S. Army at Fort Belvoir, Virginia. Ceremonies, streamed online, will start at 2. Visitors must get timed tickets for the otherwise free admission. The stainless steel building, designed by Skidmore, Owings & Merrill, encompasses 185,000 square feet with nearly 1,400 artifacts in 11 galleries. Fundraising was by the Army Historical Foundation. I'm Tom Temin. Agencies looking to buy Salesforce software from the government-wide blanket purchase agreement will have to get their orders in by December 20th or find a new contract vehicle. GSA announced the five-year-old BPA is expiring in December. A future follow-on contract is up in the air as GSA says it's conducting market research, a request for information, agency and vendor outreach before deciding on moving forward with another Salesforce BPA. 
Bloomberg government reports agencies spent about $370 million through the contract since GSA awarded it in 2015. The Census Bureau gives an update on 2020 data processing. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Deputy Census Director Ron Jarman says the Bureau hasn't uncovered anything yet that would suggest the decennial census data isn't up to agency standards. The Bureau faced a time crunch from the COVID-19 pandemic, but Jarman says numerous knocking on doors were nearly twice as efficient this year than they were a decade ago. The Bureau also used pay and bonus incentives to get enumerators to work more than the average 19 hours per week. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Federal retirees enrolled in Medicare Part B will pay more in 2021. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services have released premiums and deductible rates for next year. The standard monthly premium for enrollees will be slightly more than $148, an increase of nearly $4, and the annual deductible for beneficiaries will be just over $200, an increase of $5. Congress adjusted Part B premiums and deductibles in the most recent continuing resolution. The Energy Department is offering industry professionals a year-long fellowship to work with its top national and cybersecurity experts. The Operational Technology Defender Fellowship looks to give the energy sector a closer look at how agencies defend this critical infrastructure from cyber attacks. The fellowship is led by the Idaho National Laboratory and the Foundation for Defense of Democracy Center for Cyber and Technology Innovation. The idea for the fellowship stems from a recommendation made by the Cyberspace Solarium Commission. Work continues on the Trump administration's Trusted Workforce 2.0 initiative, The Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency is developing new services to help agencies implement continuous vetting. The new service will give agencies access to automated record checks, alerts, and real-time threat analysis. The Office of Personnel Management and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence are also working on a new Federal Personnel Vetting Corps doctrine. The doctrine is supposed to describe the core principles government will use to establish trust with employees and contractors. The Department of Labor published a rule that codifies two formal notices that it uses when it finds potential violations of an executive order aimed to resolve potential employment discrimination violations. The rule from the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs also recognizes the availability of voluntary conciliation agreements early in the resolution process. The notices provide federal contractors an explanation of the agency's preliminary findings of discrimination and gives them a chance to respond. The final rule will help OFCCP continue increasing the number of contractors that the agency evaluates and focuses on resolving stronger cases of potential discrimination. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus on our coronavirus resource page. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. 
Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.